0: You're listening to the Quint's podcast. Hello, I'm Vaishali Sood and I'm the health editor with the Quint. As we know, on 16th January, India is rolling out one of the biggest vaccination programs in the world. 3 crore healthcare workers and frontline workers will be vaccinated over the next several weeks. And by 30th July, the government aims to vaccinate 30 crore people. This is a milestone in India's fight against the Covid pandemic. And as state authorities go full throttle with their preparations, training vaccinators, identifying eligible candidates, finalising hospitals and storage facilities for the big day, there's still a lot of questions on people's minds. Hello, I'm Vaishali Sood and I'm the health editor with The Quint. And in this episode of The Big Story, we take your questions to Dr. Shahid Jameel, who is a virologist and the director of Trivedi School of Biosciences at Ashoka University.
1: Thank you, Vaishali, thank you for having me on your show.
0: Right, so we're gonna get uh, started right away. The first question that's come to us, Dr. Jameel, is, can you explain how the two vaccines, Covishield and Covaxin, that have been approved by the government um, on, uh, emergency approval
1: how do they differ in their make there is a very fundamental difference between the two vaccines the let's take the bharat biotech vaccine which is called covaxin first this is a vaccine that is built on a very time tested and old platform it's essentially an inactivated viral vaccine which means that you grow up large amounts of the virus and you use the chemical to inactivate the virus and use this whole inactivated virus or killed virus uh, to vaccinate uh, this technology has been used to make many other vaccines uh, hepatitis a flu vaccines uh, many vaccines are in are in use uh, currently using this technology the uh, Serum Institute or Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine is based on what we call a viral vector platform, which takes uh, a virus, uh, in this case, uh, a chimpanzee adenovirus, and adenoviruses are common cold-causing viruses. Uh, The gene for the spike protein of the COVID virus is introduced into this chimpanzee adenovirus and it is simply used as a vehicle you can think of it as a trojan horse to take the spike gene into our body the spike gene will get uh, transcribed into the right mrna and the mrna will make the spike protein and the spike protein will raise uh, 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 anti-antibody responses so they are very fundamentally different platforms in one case, it's the full virus, uh, COVID virus. In the other case, uh, it's simply one gene of COVID virus taken in using a viral vector.
0: Right, Dr. Jameel, you know, with all vaccines, there are certain side effects that are associated with it. And it's important to tell people what those side effects are because we're getting several such questions on uh, what are the side effects they should be looking out for and what are the side effects they should be worried in uh, both the
1: vaccines. Right. So. Every vaccine you take, even vaccines that have been approved, will give you some side effects. Uh, those side effects could be something very minor, for example, uh, redness or a soreness in your arm at the site of injection, or it could be you know, low-grade fever for half a day or a day. It's It's something very common. It's actually not even called an adverse effect it is called reactogenicity. And reactogenicity simply tells us that the vaccine has started working in your body. It is raising the kind of immune responses, attracting the right kind of cells to the site of injection. And that's why you're getting this. Uh, Vaccines are primarily tested for their safety. And we do this in multiple stages. We do it in phase one, in phase two, and then in an extended phase three. Uh, You have to realize that this is a pandemic time. Vaccines, which would normally take about a year after phase three trials to get licensed, are getting licensed sometimes even while phase three is running. Uh, So I would reiterate again that safety is not being compromised. What you sometimes don't know enough about is how effective a given vaccine would be. Uh, As far as side effects are concerned, these are mainly the common side effects. Unless you have some serious, uh, other serious health problems and uh, especially allergies, uh, then you must check with your physician before uh, you you take these vaccines. And I believe the, uh, the vaccine insert and the directive put out by government of India also says this, that if you have food allergies, uh, these emergency use approval vaccines are not yet for you. They'll get there when more safety data is available, but they're not there yet for you. But for those of us who don't have allergies, who don't have other underlying health problems, they have been proven safe
0: Right. Uh, Dr. Jameed, what are the chances of getting Bell Palsy or a seizure after getting a vaccine? This is again a concern that uh, some people have because there's been some reporting of it in the UK and US.
1: Well, uh, I think Bell Palsy was uh, played out to be too much. Uh, Possibly those people had some underlying neurological conditions and it was a temporary thing that happened with the with one of the vaccines, uh, I don't think it's a significant issue at all. Uh, After all, you know, thousands of people have taken these vaccines in clinical trial mode. And if I recall, there were only four people who uh, had these symptoms. Uh, And we don't even know whether uh, all four of them, how many of them got the vaccine or they got the placebo. Uh, So really there is no, no hard evidence that the vaccine is causing this okay so another question we have
0: is are there any pre-existing chronic conditions that can undermine the vaccine
1: well uh, if you have chronic immunodeficiency then the vaccine will not work very well in you Uh, and if you have immunodeficiency then uh, viral vector vaccine is not a good vaccine for you Uh, Because although it is an it is a virus that has been incapacitated to replicate uh, in in your body, uh, but if you have uh, some immunodeficiency, then you should not be taking a viral vector vaccine. A killed vaccine is is very safe for you to take. Okay, so, uh, to- so that's the only chronic condition I can think of. I mean, in some diabetics, vaccines are not as effective as they are in people who are not diabetic. Uh, but safety is not an issue there.
0: Right, and just to clarify again, shield is a viral vector vaccine and Covaxin is an inactivated vaccine. Uh, so another question we have, uh, heart attack patients are at high risk. Will they be getting the vaccine too? And uh, one of the cautions that the government had issued yesterday was a person with a history of bleeding or coagulation disorders or predatory disorders uh, should 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 take the vaccine with caution. So if you could answer
1: these two questions. Well, again, uh, you realize that both these vaccines are approved in India for emergency use, which means that initially they're going to be used in people who are at very high risk for contacting the virus or getting the disease. And that's health workers and frontline workers. So initially the first three crore people who will get this vaccine are going to be these vaccines are going to be people who fall in that category. Uh, So even if you have a heart ailment and you're at high risk uh, because of clotting and other issues brought on by by COVID, uh, you are not getting this vaccine now unless you are a healthcare or frontline worker. And if you are one of those people, then I think you should seriously uh, consult with your physician uh, before you take any of these vaccines. Any vaccine, basically, in an emergency mode, if you are going to take, uh, I'm not saying this vaccine or that vaccine, uh, but you should check with your physician.
0: Right. Uh, so, you know, another question that we have is uh, with the current mutations, uh, there's a UK and there's South Africa and all of that. Are there any vaccines that have been proven to be effective, or are there vaccines that are likely to be effective?
1: Well, let me say that they have also not been proven to be not effective. And from whatever we know, and there is actually some unpublished data that suggests that uh, the major mutation that has happened in the UK variant will be covered very effectively by existing vaccines. So there is really no data whether uh, some vaccine will give extra protection against the mutant There is also no data that uh, vaccines will not work uh, against. Uh, I I understand that there are some experiments going on both in WHO collaborating centers around the world, as well as at the National Institute of Virology in Pune to address this specific question. And we hopefully will have an answer in the next few weeks.
0: Right. Uh Professor, the next question I have is, uh, what if the vaccine is only 15% effective? Will it help achieve herd immunity? Uh,
1: is right. that
0: a thought that we should have as individuals going in for vaccines
1: right now? Yeah, so these are two different things, uh, efficacy and herd immunity. They're separate, but they're also related. Uh, they are related in the sense that a vaccine with very high efficacy uh, let's say a vaccine that has 95% efficacy, Uh, 95% of people who get this vaccine will remain protected uh, from disease Uh, as opposed to a 50% effective vaccine, which uh, will only make 50% people uh, protected. But you you have to realize that uh, the end point of all trials in the world has not been infection, it has been disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these vaccines have been shown to be efficacious against disease, which means that you may get infected, but the virus will not replicate in your body enough to cause disease. Uh, And therefore you will be protected from disease. That's quite all right, but that means that you can still transmit the virus. You may still make small amounts of the virus and you may shed this virus so therefore it is very important even for vaccinated people to you know wear masks in public and all that i mean you may be protected from disease but you may actually be giving the virus to somebody else and therefore uh, for social good you must continue to wear masks now coming to herd immunity herd immunity is not a concept that can be applied at a national level or at a global level, to say that once sixty percent of India gets the gets exposed to the virus or gets the vaccine, everyone will be protected. No, that's that is not true. Uh, simply because sixty percent of India can be achieved by uh, let's say hundred percent vaccination of Maharashtra and zero percent vaccination of Kerala. That would also achieve you 60%. uh, But that means that while Maharashtra, everyone who lives in Maharashtra is protected, everyone who lives in Kerala will not be protected. So herd immunity is more of a local concept. It's a a cluster concept. It's not a concept that can be applied to states or to the country as a whole. Right.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's
0: that's an important... uh... Information for people to have. Another question I have, and a lot of healthcare workers have been exposed to COVID and have had COVID. So, uh, some questions that we've had is: uh, I've already had COVID. Should I still
1: get the vaccine? Well, uh, my recommendation there would be if you've already had COVID, uh, get yourself tested for antibodies to COVID, and this is an easy test to do. It already all it requires is a finger prick of blood uh which you can do on a on a rapid antibody test uh costs roughly 250 rupees uh if you do this test every month you will know whether you still have antibody levels uh and you should really be protected uh because remember it's not just antibodies it's also cell based immunity that protects you from disease uh but you know if you are frontline worker and you are being given the vaccine even if you have had covid i would just go ahead and take it it won't do you any harm it will provide you a booster effect which will further strengthen your your immune response right
0: uh this is another question how long do antibodies created by the vaccine last will i have to get another dose in six months or a year uh, down the line
1: well, uh, so I partly answered that in the previous question, but let me get it at it again. At this time, we only have data for about six to eight months uh, because that's the only time we've had uh, to look at recovered people. And uh, neutralizing antibodies, which is antibodies that neutralize the virus, uh, are shown to last for something like four or five months. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you are no longer protected. Uh, again, you know you may get infected, but you know right. other parts of the immunity will control disease. Uh, so it's not very clear at this point how long the efficacy of a vaccine or protection following a natural infection will last. Uh, but looking at other coronaviruses that are already endemic in our population, uh, immunity may last uh, between one to two years. Uh, And hopefully, by that time, uh, you know, this virus would also have become endemic, and we would be out of a pandemic situation. Right. Uh, You know,
0: this is another question we've been getting and uh, a lot of regular leaders also have been sending in saying that in my part of the city or in parts of Delhi and Mumbai, cases have drastically fallen as, uh, you know, so should I still take the vaccine? You've sort of partially answered it earlier, but if you can explain
1: it again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say that if you are a healthcare worker or a frontline worker and you are getting the vaccine now, take it uh, because you are at high risk of getting infected and you are at high risk of transmitting it to others. For... Mm-hmm. The rest of us, it's really a theoretical question because you know if we are above fifty, our turn may come sometime in April or May. Uh, and you assess at that time, and I think the government will also assess at that time whether uh, the from a risk benefit point of view, uh, should people still be vaccinated in large numbers. Uh, so uh, and if you are less than fifty, and perfectly healthy have no no morbidities uh, you'll have to wait till 2022 anyway to before a vaccine is made available to you uh, so assess the situation and i'm sure the government is also monitoring it and appropriate directives will come out in time right uh,
0: this is a question i'm not sure if you're uh, in a position to answer but uh what will be done with medical waste like syringes, vials, needles, etc.? Because there's going to be such a vast uh, rollout of
1: vaccines. What is no, not? Very important question. And uh, medical waste from vaccination has to be dealt with just like any other biomedical waste, waste that is generated from hospitals. Uh, so it has to be collected properly, it has to be treated properly, and it has to be disposed properly. Yes, it's a, it's a major exercise, and that adds to the logistics of uh, vaccinating so many people in such a short time. Absolutely.
0: Right. So this is an important thing we need to keep an eye on and uh, think about parallel to the vaccination, drive. Right? Now, there's another question. Can I still get COVID after taking the vaccine?
1: Well, uh, COVID is a disease. Uh, It is highly unlikely that you will get disease after taking the vaccine. What is more likely is that you will get infected by SARS coronavirus too. And since you have taken the vaccine, the virus will not replicate very well in your body. It will not give you disease, uh, but you may still be at a risk of transmitting it to others. And that's what that's why I said earlier, even if you get a vaccine, continue to wear a mask till the pandemic is on.
0: Right. So you just answered the next question, which is, can I still transmit the virus after taking the vaccine? Yeah. So mask are people. You need to keep uh, yourself safe and keep other people safe as well. Uh, so the next question I'll ask you is, should a pregnant healthcare worker take the vaccine? Are there different instructions for Covishield and vaccine? Uh
1: Honestly, I'm not aware of this. So I would not uh, really like to answer this because I may be giving you the wrong information. Uh, so yeah, I mean, please look at please look at the relevant data and the guidelines from government. Right, and so it's really important for you to also
0: check with your doctors before you go ahead for these vaccinations. Uh, you answered this question as well, but I'm going to ask again for some of the viewers who are joining in late. Uh, I have food allergies to milk and eggs, should I take the vaccine?
1: Well, uh, the government directive right now for emergency use approval says that if you have any food allergies, you should not take these vaccines. So I would follow the government guideline on it.
0: Okay. Uh, I have heard that I won't have a choice between the two vaccines. Is that true? I think as far as most government rollouts world over, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Professor, there are
1: no choices being given right now. Yeah, right now vaccines are available in limited quantities. uh, So there isn't a choice. And uh, I think just this morning somebody sent me the government uh, order on this. uh, And the way it's likely to happen is that healthcare workers will be provided information on both vaccines they will have to sign a consent uh, before they go in for vaccination. But once they are in the vaccination booth, they will not know which vaccine they are getting. Okay. I think that's the protocol that the government uh, is uh, planning right. to follow.
0: So I just want to ask a panel question along those lines. Uh, you know, if I get a COVID shield for the first time, I should get the same vaccine the next uh, for my second dose? Absolutely,
1: won't. absolutely. you cannot mix and match. If you mix and match, it probably is not going to cause you any harm, but it won't cause you any good either. The idea right. is that the first dose of vaccine primes your immune system, and the second dose boosts the immunity that you get to make it more long-lasting. So if you take uh, one vaccine as the prime and second vaccine as the boost, then the boost is actually not a boost. It's another prime uh, and therefore your, your yeah. immunity is not going to be uh, very effective or long lasting.
0: This is an option that's being actively explored in the UK and US if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, for, for now what I do know is that the government of India is saying you'll get the same vaccine as the second dose. Uh,
1: I don't think that's the case. Uh, What they are exploring is whether the second dose can be given a little later than what was planned, than than what was tested in in phase three. And that's okay because, uh, you know, the window period for boosting uh, is a bit longer than than four weeks. Uh, On the other hand, we must understand that unless we get both doses, we are not fully protected. Right. Uh, so it's not that you take one dose and you think that you are protected. Uh, right. Uh,
0: so my next question is, is it mandatory to take vaccines? Can I just say no? Again, this is, I, I guess it's an option that you always have. So we can skip that question. I'll ask
1: you. Uh, no, so let me just answer that. I think the government has made it very clear that people will have an option to say no. You will have to opt in. Right.
0: Uh,
1: so it's your choice if you don't want to take a vaccine nobody's forcing you to take a vaccine right uh finally
0: uh when will twenty somethings with no comorbidities like me get the vaccine I think should they be concerned the young well, people
1: would you're lucky to be twenty something with no comorbidities uh you know cherish that uh take care of your health uh, you know eat well and stay healthy and you know, by the time your time comes to take a vaccine, we may not even need a vaccine.
0: Right. That
1: would be the good thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I I sort of ask one last question. You currently India is seeing like uh, this ebbing of the cases, where we have about uh, very few cases being reported pretty much every day. Compared to Europe and the US, where the situation is much different, and a lot of people are asking, you know, now that India seems to have the situation under control, do we really need to get vaccinated? Uh, can you explain that? You know, no low numbers doesn't mean end of pandemic. We can just talk to people. A little bit about no,
1: that. absolutely. The pandemic hasn't ended. We may have low numbers today, but that's no guarantee that there would not be the so-called second wave uh, in the next few months. Uh, so therefore, and you know, the fact is that vaccines have been developed in record time in a pandemic situation. Uh, a vaccine is no good if it sits in a refrigerator. A vaccine is good only when it gets into your arm. Uh, so uh, as long as vaccines have been proven to be safe, which I think all vaccines have been proven to be safe. And uh, you know they have been proven to be uh, effective. Although the efficacy uh, differs from one vaccine to the other, uh, it would be prudent to get vaccinated. Uh, you know vaccines are one of the most economic uh, uh, public health tools. Uh, for every dollar that you spend on a vaccine the return you get is $44 in terms of uh, children who grow up to be healthy adults. There is no other investment that you can make that gives you such high return. Uh, So through all this debate, through all this uncertainty, through all this communication gap and all this concern, let us understand that vaccines are very good public health tools and nothing we should say or do uh, should undermine that.
0: Right. That's a that's a really good point and an important point to end on, Dr. Jameel. And uh, another point that you've made earlier, I'm going to reiterate that mask up, you know, even after getting a vaccine, take all precautions that you can and for yourself and for your loved ones, because there's a large part of the country that they take a long time to catch up with the vaccines. So... Thank you. thank you so much again for joining us. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Jameel. And thank you for taking time and answering all
1: these questions. Thank you, Vaishali. Thank you very much. Thank you. If
0: you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Geo Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequint.com.
1: Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.